Welcome to Artificial Pulse, the podcast that brings you the latest positive innovations in technology, giving you a glimpse into a brighter future. Our podcast is completely generated by AI with the goal of giving you the most insightful and up-to-date information on advancements in technology. Please note that while we aim for accuracy, there may be some unintentional inaccuracies or repetitions, and we recommend referring to our show notes to find links to the sources of all of the information summarized here. And here's our update for today, Wednesday, May 31, 2023. Former Google executive Sridhar Ramaswamy's privacy-focused search engine, Neva, is shutting down its consumer search product to explore use cases for artificial intelligence, AI. In a blog post, Ramaswamy and co-founder Vivek Raghunathan stated that acquiring users had proven difficult, making it clear that the business in consumer search is not sustainable. The founder said they will now focus on exploring use cases for generative AI and large language models in search going forward. Neva.com and its consumer search product will shut down over the next few weeks. Paid subscribers to Neva Premium will receive a refund for the unused portion of their subscription while all user data will be deleted as part of the shutdown. The executives added that they will provide further details about the future of Neva in the coming weeks. Continuing our coverage on AI, Google introduced its new search generative experience, SGE, at the Google I.O. conference, which integrates AI-generated results into its search engine. SGE deprioritizes the traditional 10 blue links and instead provides a mushrooming green box with an answer to any query, allowing users to ask follow-up questions. This experimental version of search uses AI to automatically break down complex queries, eliminating the need for users to sift through information themselves. By doing so, it could potentially upend the Internet's ad-driven business model as users may not have to visit multiple sites. With 93% market share in online search, Google's dominance has helped it see a valuation of $2 trillion. However, SGE could require a rethinking of how quality information can continue to percolate while incentivizing businesses to create valuable content to feed its AI machine. While there isn't any data yet on user experience, Microsoft has been gathering feedback for Bing AI and reports that 71% of those in preview gave the AI-powered answers a thumbs up. Next up in AI news, world leaders and lawmakers at the G7 summit have expressed concern about the potential negative effects of artificial intelligence, AI, and called for a G7 working group to establish international guidelines for trustworthy AI. The talks would focus on topics such as governance, safeguarding intellectual property rights, promoting transparency, responding to foreign information manipulation, and responsible utilization of these technologies. The G7's bulletin follows recent moves by government to examine and address AI and its potential perils. Tech companies fear that a failure to keep up with AI could render them obsolete, and in response, they have been quick to create their own AI tools. The G7 leaders say they'll work with tech companies and others to develop standards for AI geared toward responsible innovation and implementation. They also acknowledge that government policy hasn't always kept up with the speedy growth of tech. As we continue to highlight inspiring tech innovations, we ask you to please consider becoming a supporter through Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash artificial pulse. By becoming a supporter, you can contribute to our mission of providing updates on the latest positive innovations in technology. Also, in each episode, we'll mention the names of each of our supporters to thank them for their support. In addition, higher-tier supporters can have a short advertisement played in each episode of Artificial Pulse. Once again, thanks for listening and please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash artificial pulse.
In other AI news, the article discusses the impact of generative AI tools on digital advertising methodology. While these tools offer speed and efficiency in creating text and visual assets, there are potential issues around content ownership and brand safety that need to be considered. For instance, generative AI-created content may infringe on intellectual property or copyright assets and could create offensive assets that do not fit a brand's guidelines. Despite these hurdles, the generative AI market is expected to grow significantly in the coming years. The article also explores how generative AI is being used to develop first draft code for new digital advertising products. While the speed of this approach is impressive, there are concerns about the scalability, performance, and security of the resulting code. Overall, the article suggests that generative AI offers an exciting jumping-off point for advancing workflows, but further development is needed to ensure reliability standards are met. Next up in AI News, OpenAI's CEO, Sam Altman, testified before a Senate hearing regarding the potential risks of artificial intelligence, AI, and summarized his stance on AI regulation. He used terms that are not widely known among the general public, including AGI safety and frontier models. The former refers to artificial general intelligence, which means a significantly more advanced AI than is currently possible. The latter is a way to talk about expensive AI systems that analyze large amounts of data, such as OpenAI's GPT-4. The language around this debate reveals two major camps, those concerned with AI safety and those worried about AI ethics. The former camp includes industry leaders at companies like OpenAI and Google DeepMind and well-capitalized startups who worry about building an unfriendly Azure with unimaginable powers. They believe we need governments to regulate development and prevent an untimely end to humanity. The latter camp is represented by those who believe governments should enforce transparency around how AI systems collect and use data and restrict their use in areas subject to anti-discrimination laws. The White House's AI Bill of Rights proposal from late last year included many of these concerns. IBM Chief Privacy Officer Christina Montgomery told lawmakers that each company working on these technologies should have an AI ethics point of contact. Next up in AI news, hedge funds have shown interest in companies related to artificial intelligence, AI, during the first quarter of 2023. Stocks connected to AI have experienced a surge in value, with some popular names providing a much-needed boost to the overall market. Hedge fund managers like David Tepper and Bill Ackman have taken positions in Alphabet, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Advanced Micro Devices, Meta Platforms, and C3.i. Other AI-related holdings were also beefed up by hedge funds, while some reduced their exposure to prominent players. The AI industry has been booming this year as tech giants battle it out for AI dominance, and investors believe AI tailwinds justify NVIDIA's steep valuation and recent share boom. And now we move on to climate progress news. A new study suggests that enhanced rock weathering, a process where crushed rocks are used to absorb carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, could help combat climate change. The study found that by spreading rock dust on farmland, it can increase soil fertility while also removing carbon dioxide from the air and storing it in the ground. The process mimics the natural weathering of rocks, which absorbs carbon dioxide over time. The researchers analyzed data from previous studies and found that enhanced rock weathering has the potential to remove billions of tons of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere each year. However, critics argue that the process may have negative environmental impacts and should be carefully studied before being widely implemented. Despite this, advocates believe that enhanced rock weathering could be a promising tool in the fight against climate change, especially if combined with other solutions such as renewable energy and reducing emissions. 
In more news related to climate progress, NASA has spotted signs of an El Niño event from space using data from the Sentinel-6 Michael Freilich satellite. The satellite detected warm water in the Pacific Ocean moving towards the west coast of South America in March and April, indicating a precursor to El Niño when Kelvin waves form at the equator and move warm upper-layer water to the western Pacific. If this becomes a big El Niño event, there could be record warming globally. El Niño is part of the El Niño Southern Oscillation, ENSO, climate cycle that occurs every three to five years, weakening trade winds and pushing warm water eastward, causing significant impacts on weather patterns around the world. The National Atmospheric and Oceanic Administration, NOAA, predicts a 90% chance of El Niño hitting this year and persisting into the Northern Hemisphere's winter, with an 80% chance of it being a moderate El Niño and a 55% chance of it becoming a strong one. NOAA and NASA are monitoring conditions in the Pacific over the coming months to determine if and when El Niño will hit, and how strong it could be. Diving into our next topic about economy, the rise of women's economic power has expanded their influence on consumer spending, with women now controlling or influencing 85% of consumer spending. This growth is driven by gains in the retail and healthcare sectors, industries that employ more women and are heavily influenced by female spending power. Additionally, women's financial power has dramatically increased, with American women controlling over $10 trillion in assets, making 85% of day-to-day spending decisions, and 80% of healthcare spending decisions for the family. As a result, women are no longer a niche market but one of the most significant growth markets, driving companies to multi-billion dollar outcomes in women's health, e-commerce, the care economy, and other categories. Investing in technology that solves problems and meets the needs of female consumers presents an opportunity in the trillion-dollar female economy. The needs of women have driven the acceleration of their consumer dollars across every category, changing who becomes primary purchasers of housing, users of financial products like credit cards and mortgages, and decision-makers in the workplace. Four major categories in which the needs of women have driven the acceleration of their consumer dollars include the super-consumer, women's health, caregiver economy, and the future of work. In other news related to rockets, the private AXE-2 mission to the International Space Station has been successfully launched by SpaceX, marking a series of spaceflight firsts. The mission is historic in several ways. It is the second-ever all-private mission to the station, putting the first woman from Saudi Arabia in space, Rihanna Bernawi, as part of the nation's first astronaut class. Peggy Whitson, a former NASA astronaut who was the agency's first female chief astronaut and first female commander of the space station, commands the mission, making her the first woman to command a private space flight. The crew includes investor and pilot John Schaffner and Saudi astronaut Ali Al-Karni. The 10-day Axe 2 mission to the International Space Station will deploy experiments on behalf of many organizations and individuals, including the Cleveland Clinic and St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. SpaceX's Falcon 9 rocket and Dragon capsule launched from Pad 39A of NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral, Florida. Although there was an issue with nine fasteners on a panel near the top of the Dragon spacecraft having less thermal protection filler material than expected, which needed to be resolved, the process was completed before launch, and the analysis showed that it would have no impact on the launch. The mission is scheduled to return to Earth on May 31st, but the date may change due to weather or other factors. Moving on to science updates, gene therapy is a set of techniques that use DNA or RNA to treat or prevent disease. There are three primary ways in which gene therapy treats diseases, replacing a disease-causing gene with a healthy new or modified copy of that gene, turning genes on or off, 
and injecting a new or modified gene into the body. Gene therapy has revolutionized how doctors treat genetic eye diseases and blindness by identifying defects in genes responsible for congenital blindness and developing treatments for them. The success of gene therapy for inherited diseases has inspired other groups around the world to initiate clinical trials targeting other genetic forms of blindness, such as choroideremia, achromatopsia, retinitis pigmentosa, and age-related macular degeneration. Shifting to space news, a group of scientists have been exploring the idea that highly advanced civilizations might be capable of detecting technosignatures, evidence of technological activity, such as radio emissions, from Earth. They focused on the broadband radio emission technosignatures resulting from mobile phones and their towers, which are now significant in number and strength due to the proliferation of these devices around the world. Using the OpenCala database, they developed a model that estimated the global distribution of mobile towers and the technosignature they emit into space. The researchers found that this signature would fluctuate in intensity as different parts of the Earth rotated into view, but noted that the transmission of mobile tower signals is typically beamed toward the horizon, meaning those viewed to be rising or setting at the Earth's horizon contribute most to the measured signal. While the study presents just one possibility for what an advanced civilization might be able to detect from Earth, it raises the question of whether humans should be concerned about broadcasting their technological footprint into outer space and potentially attracting unwanted attention. Moving on to the next space-related topic, on May 30th, Axiom Space's Axe 2 mission ended with the successful splashdown of the Dragon capsule in the Gulf of Mexico off the coast of Panama City, Florida. The private spacecraft carried four astronauts, including two from Saudi Arabia, who spent eight days on the International Space Station performing science experiments. After being retrieved by SpaceX's recovery team, all four astronauts exited the capsule and were escorted away for medical checks before being flown to Houston. The next private flight, AX-3, is being prepared by Axiom Space for the future. In more news related to space, Fisher Space Pen has partnered with Axiom Space to provide custom space pens for crew members on their private missions. Peggy Whitson, the former NASA astronaut who holds the records for the most time spent in space by an American and a woman, will be among the first crew to use the Axiom-branded Fisher Space Pens for their upcoming Axe 2 mission. The black titanium nitride astronaut space pen, identical to the type that Whitson and her crewmates will use, is now available for purchase from Fisher's website for $118 each. In addition to the Axe 2 mission, Fisher Space Pen expects to extend its partnership with Axiom Space to the company's continuing private missions, including launches to Axiom's commercial space station under development. Axiom Space was also chosen by NASA to develop and provide the spacesuits for Artemis III, the first mission to land a woman and the next American on the moon. Diving into our next topic about virtual augmented reality, Apple is expected to announce its Reality Pro headset at WWDC in June, along with its underlying software platform, known as Rose. This software will power the highly anticipated headset and include features such as immersive media consumption, macOS integration, and more. The name Rose is believed to stand for extended reality, aligning with Apple's goal of not completely cutting users off from the outside world. The software will receive updates with new features, offer an app store for third-party developers, and more. Users may interact with Zros and the Reality Pro headset via Siri or by using their nearby iPhone, iPad, or Mac. Additionally, iPad apps will be available through the Zros interface, even if not specifically adapted for virtual reality. The headset will also serve as a display for Macs, allowing users to see their Macs display in virtual reality and use traditional input methods. 
communication via FaceTime will be a central aspect of the initial version of ZROS, and users will be able to toggle between R and VR modes. The use of Siri has reportedly been a point of contention for the team working on the headset, who considered building alternative methods for controlling the device with voice technology. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Artificial Pulse. We hope you found this exploration of the latest positive innovations in technology to be informative and inspiring. Be sure to tune in again next time as we continue to bring you the most cutting-edge developments and the brightest outlooks for the future.